0: Greetings and welcome to episode number seventeen of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. Today, we're gonna our primary topic is going to be taking a step back and evaluating the journey for Halo Infinite so far, from uh, from prior to the July event last year through that event and all the updates. We're just going to do a state of the Halo show to really just casually talk about some of the things that we are, are most excited about and maybe where we have some concerns. Um, we're also going to take a, a few minutes to recap some of the audio stuff from the last show. And yesterday we had a ask for th- ask 343 event and they really just recapped a lot of the things that they updated three weeks ago so we'll touch on that again but before we do let's first meet today's spartan team uh joining me first up is spartan mike aka kage maru how's it going mike
1: good good my mouse didn't work there for a second but good now (laughs) all right (laughs)
0: uh next up we have spartan jesse aka don Cabeza. how's it going jesse
1: i'm
2: I'm fine. I guess you know, <laughs> life is life. Things are so. There's this guy Shakespeare. All right, I'm gonna
0: cut you off until you get some more energy. <laughs> Just kidding. Coming um, at you
2: live. Spons there you How's everyone doing here in <laughs> Xbox? All right, was, All right, that was that was All right, and let's throw it over to Day. One bad mother.
0: <laughs> Next up, Daniel,
2: aka
0: Nadian. How's it going, Daniel?
3: Hi i'm doing great
4: guys
3: how are
0: you doing all right everybody's just off off a little off today uh next up against part austin aka proven how's it going Austin?
4: i'm doing great i have a lot of energy right now as you can hear
0: <laughs> okay good that well, was a little bit better than jesse's initial but uh, uh anyways.
4: my butt <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: And uh, unfortunately, today uh, Sparred Soul Blazer is uh, is is out. He's preoccupied, so hopefully he'll be on our show again in a couple weeks when we do the uh, next update. So let's go ahead and begin for our first topic. I, I really just want to quickly go back and uh, you know after yesterday's ask three for three, if there were, see if any if anybody on the panel had anything jump out to them from from that. Um, from that event and you know, maybe more or less after having a few weeks to kind of let the last update sink in. Is there anything that you really, you know, after that time or as you kind of dove back in, was there anything that really, you know, stood out to you? Mike, I'm going to begin, just begin with you and just, you know, let us know like what, you know, what, what aspects from the audio are are really kind of lingered with you the most after that last event.
1: Uh wait are we talking about the ask for 343 yesterday or the update
0: either one they're, uh, they're tied together they're both they're same stuff
1: yeah i uh, the big thing for me was the uh, like the emotional tracks it seems like they really really have um it seems like they really have the tone and mood being carrying whatever scenes are being played out in the game, like to the point where, and that's not even just like the, I guess the, the quote unquote emotional moments, but they talked about how it's reactionary at the three as three, four, three. So I'm assuming that means that when you run into, you know, you get jumped or you get um, into a firefight, the, the tempo or the music changes into something quicker paced. So the point that the, the, you know, when you think about how they don't even want to release any more tracks because they're worried about it spoiling the game, yeah. I I, I kind I really like that secrecy. I know that some people might be annoyed, but I I kind of miss the old Halo secrecy type uh, angle that they used to do. Like in, instead of it just being bombastic and out there, I like to have. I mean, all of that kind of centers around that sense of mystery, right? and well, we don't want to have another
3: Qui-Gon's funeral track like uh, episode one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Call back.
3: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that that was one of the major things that stuck out to me. Like, I really loved all the, the three tracks that we've heard so far. Um, and, you know, if, I don't know, uh, everything, even though we're not hearing it, everything sounds good, <laughs> what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we did get to hear a little bit, right? Like I, I actually went back and I listened to the three tracks after the fact and, you know, you could really feel like a distinctness between them. Uh, and I agree with you, Mike, like when they're talking about like that, that um, uh, just the, the variance in terms of the tones. I mean, it, it, one one other thing that does communicate is you can get a, you can get an idea what the tone of a game is going to be like by, or or, a story by the music sometimes, you know, that dictates it a lot. So, you know, when they tell you there's going to be a wide, just kind of a wide range there, uh, then that hopefully means that the story is not going to feel as one note or, I don't know, like Halo 5 kind of felt one Mm note-ish, you know, all the way through. Especially
1: when it came to the audio presentation. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and you think about two,
3: like every Halo just about had. You know, you look at uh, two, you look at three, you look at uh, Reach, you look at four. They all had those those sweeping emotional highs, but mm-hmm. also those lows when somebody important to the story dies. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, four. You know, there's several moments of, of that kind of thing, and okay. on five there really wasn't. Um, it's was, it was, like like you guys said, it was kind of flat, kind of one note.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean that. Yeah, like you said, when someone dies, or just the the calmer, calmer moments, you know, and yeah, wreckage from
3: Halo Four. That track is is amazing. It's the one right after you wake up uh, in the beginning after the yep um, after the crash. You know that that's a fantastic track.
0: Yeah, and no, I mean, you guys bring up good points, and as I kind of thinking about this, this up and down. Hopefully, that just means they. Uh, they whack a lot of characters early on, including the Prometheans, and take them out with them. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, how about uh, uh,
3: Daniel? I, I know you kind of chimed in on that. Was that the number one thing that stuck out to you, or was there something else? Uh, I think it was tied between that and the, um, the threat prioritization for the, okay. the acoustics model. But, yeah, I mean, the, the music, um, you know, kind of like I was saying before we started, uh, it's, it's just nice to hear a direct confirmation that we are going to be getting a little bit more dynamic sound. And it's also adaptive, too. I mean, obviously, that's that's something that most games have now. But they, they mentioned uh, WYs and, and a couple other tools that they're using to um, make it so that the, the tracks are directly adaptive to your actions and to what's happening on screen. Um, So it's not just the orchestration, but how that orchestration is either sped up, slowed down or or pitch tuned to whatever's going on um, or shifted into a new track. And and that's really cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. And I I think you already stole mine. But um, but, yeah, you know, I'll I'll also flip it over now to to Jesse. And I I think you're kind of on a similar wavelength. But, you know, what was kind of your your thoughts as you, um, you know, with the last event? kind of sink in and, you know, listen to the Ask 343 yesterday.
2: Uh, yeah, the threat detection not just being, you know, around you, but being what can potentially do the most damage to you at that time was really interesting, where they, they tried it with the really being focused on position. And instead of just that, the focus shifted, and they, they found it much more useful when... The thing that was going to do the most potential damage to you is what raises the highest in—they call it the bucket—but without completely drowning everything else out, which sounds like it, you know, potentially could be a really cool use of the Dolby Atmos that they're going to be doing. Because I normally use DTS X with everything, but if that game natively supports Atmos, I'll definitely go with that one. And the ones that do, like the Division Two and Gears Five, sound incredible with it.
0: Yeah, and especially if like this one's going to be you know a little bit more vertical too, I think that that that's maybe one of the areas that could be a little underrated is is combining you know Dolby Atmos with you know with uh with a wider environment and that threat detection and you know some verticality included in some of the environments. Um, uh, Daniel, I'll, I'll go back to you. I think you um, you had something else you wanted to add in there.
3: Yeah, um, adding on to Jesse's point, it's like it's really cool that, um, you know, the audio, audio stuff that we talked about last week was was super nerdy and I was totally into it. And it's cool that they're, you know, it's like it's like this incredibly layered audio system in that it's got all the positional, all the the um, material based, you know, almost ray traced sounding audio systems but then like Jesse was saying it's got the, the threat prioritization but even like the they mentioned the footsteps of your player versus you know the players next to you that are on your team are going to be different levels than the footsteps of your enemies and so um, you know it, I just kind of imagine it like you are a Spartan and you're getting you know how your out, onboard computer would automatically reduce the sounds of your footsteps or your, your teammates compared to those that are considered threats and it's just It's just kind of cool how everything kind of ties into the mythos um to you know kind of like halo 5 kind of made you feel like a spartan quote unquote i feel like this one's going to make it sound like you're a spartan
0: yeah those are some really really good points and and you know um,
1: if i could uh yeah if i could add just add on the what jesse was talking about with the whole atmos thing i didn't think about it until he was talking about it but when you think about halo and you mentioned verticality I mean, they purposely lower the reticle so that because so you can basically view above you more so, right? Like there's there's a vertical uh, yeah angle, let's say to the to how the game even presents the how you view the world. I mean, if there's any game that's going to take advantage of the verticality of something like Dolby Atmos, it's going to be Halo.
0: Yep, yep, no, exactly, yeah, And, and, and I think I wasn't, I never even thought about that stuff. You know before just just these last few minutes but you know as you've been describing that and then you mentioning Atmos and you know somebody who took a look at Atmos and I had decided I didn't have the room for it but you know with the headphones uh you know that could really that could really change the uh immersion experience um, absolutely you know yeah uh, so yeah some really good points uh, proven I haven't have got your haven't asked you yet what what is some of your thoughts? Anything really jump out to you either you know three weeks ago or with the ask three four three um, event yesterday? Uh,
4: um, I think yesterday they talked a lot about a lot of cool things. I think they talked a lot about three d audio and um, they said when you capture like specifically when you capture the flag, like it actually like a sound emanates from the um, like when you capture it, like you kind of hear it from where it's coming from. So I thought that was actually interesting. Uh, one point someone made I thought kind of went unnoticed a little bit, where the guy kind of hinted at the idea of maybe customizing uh, your Spartan voice a little bit. Because in Halo Five, it was kind of like generic, like some it was like generic voice acting for like your Spartans. And I think he was kind of hinting at the fact that maybe you'll be able to customize it. Um, he didn't really go too much into detail, but I'm. Really interested to see how that pans out.
0: Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. I, I haven't heard that brought up too much, and uh, you know, I'm just I, I'm. It's one thing I'm excited for. And we'll, we'll get into this as, when we get into our next topic, but I do think that Halo is going to be a very highly customizable um, game, and I'm, I'm anticipating yeah. um, some next gen, like some really next level options there, and that would be mm-hmm. that. That's a really that's a really uh, you know good detail to pick out there and uh yeah that'd be something that nobody else has really done uh let's see so is anybody else had any any other thoughts about that or want to elaborate on any, any of the, the points we talked about so far
3: well it's important to note that the announcer is back oh. so the yes. same voice <laughs> As always, it's always is back <laughs> yeah. i think uh further on to what proven was saying to the um you know, the the voices of war that we got in Halo 5 where we had uh, Nathan Fillion and and some of the other voice um, announcers uh, being able to swap out. It doesn't sound like that we'll, we'll have a direct analog to Infinite, but they did mention that they were going to, uh, you know, have some surprises on that front specifically uh, going forward. So I'm not sure exactly what that means, but, um, you know, it's just interesting.
4: The thing for me is like, like my favorite voice in all the games is obviously like Cortana, Master Chief, because like like those are the two most recognizable voice actors. So I'm just hoping that like if I could just hear Cortana like doing the announcements or something like that, like I'd rather that than anything else, honestly.
0: No, that's cool. Um, sorry, just uh, are, are we good on the technical stuff, you guys? Real quick, quick check on that.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind
0: of okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that proven. And, and you know, just the, kind of like one of my final thoughts, you know, when I went into the audio stuff, I didn't really think that'd be my, my bad cause I'm, I'm not an expert in it. Uh, and, uh, and I was obviously, you know, as I mentioned before, it, it's always a really important part of every experience to me. I, I feel like the music usually does make, you know, make the story. A lot of times it, it has a real important weight to it. Um, you know, like when I think about the, you know, the old <laughs> Star Wars movies or, you know, uh, Indiana Jones or anything like that, it was, it's always like the music that always stood out to me in the sound. Um, but, you know, like but in, t- in terms of describing it, it's never really been one of my, you know, or, or knowing how to pick out high quality versus not high quality. That's definitely not my my forte in it. You're not uh, but gonna the, be
2: buying those five hundred dollar Bang and Olufsen. No, I won't. Be,
0: <laughs> I, I I won't be spending five hundred dollars on headphones. Could we get some of those for the team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need those for the review. You know, what, yeah, you know what? Send them to somebody who's not an expert and see if they can really tell the difference. Well, you know, um, that's a good idea. We that's should...
1: <laughs> that's kind of the amazing thing about audio, though, is that. So you know. One, I think it adds to the experience more so than the visuals. And I don't think many you know, maybe people may not agree with that or they do, but even if that were the case, I don't know if people realize it. Like it's one of those things that's one of those
3: intangible elements that can either completely ruin something or elevate it. Yeah. Like Well,
1: and that's the thing, like even if you're not an audio expert, you you know bad audio when you hear it. Or you know you a bad you know a it. bad audio experience like it's one of those yeah. human nature things where you know, that produces the um, uncanny valley effect, yeah. but in, a, in an audio way where like you don't you you don't have to be like an uh, an animator expert, but you can tell when something's off, and I think it's the same thing when it comes to audio because you can point to games that have amazing audio experiences. You can point to movies that have amazing audio experiences and and they stick with you and they, they definitely add to the experience. But you, even if you're not an expert in audio, you don't get that same reaction from games or movies that don't give you that audio experience.
0: Totally, totally agree. And and, and any of you guys, uh, anybody here get a chance to play through Hellblade with the headphones on
2: yes
3: yes yeah, yeah the I binaural the, audio uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, i did so, the surround sound first and then i did i went back because i know it's you know it said to use headphones but i was like no i've got a great surround sound system yeah if you go back with headphones it is a it is such a like a revelatory experience it is I,
0: I played that game. I tried I tried like two or three times and I did the same thing that you said, Daniel. I was like I I, I just have a 5.1, but it's still good sound, you know, it's still a good sound system. Uh, and it just didn't click with me. And then you know, I, I kept hearing about it. I'm like, "All right, I wanted to try it with the headphones once." And then I ended up beating the, I ended up playing straight through that thing. And that game was so immersive just, you know, when you get that when you get that really um, up close and personal um, you know, surround sound and then you start to hear those little details. So I, I was thinking about that because, you know, I, I'm thinking about this with, you know, again the, the threat prioritization and just like that tension to detail. I'm pretty excited to see what this thing sounds like, throwing some good some good headphones on. And you know, maybe maybe this is the game to get the five hundred dollar headphones for. Well, I don't know.
3: Yeah. I mean even the Xbox wireless headsets. I mean I've got seven different pairs of headphones and for a hundred dollars those things are tough to beat. I mean, they do require a little bit of um, modification to the settings, which you can do directly from the EQ. But they sound fantastic.
0: Yeah, so good note. So that that's going to be fun to try to just see what it feels like. And I feel like the the first time I play this, you know, based on everything we've heard, uh, to play it with those headphones on. All right. Uh, see, any anybody got any anything else you want to add to that before we go to our our main topic of I today? I like turtles. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to skip that one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So let's kind of like st- take a step back. Obviously, you know, last year when we, I'll
2: be too far away from my <laughs> yeah, just
0: <laughs> I forget Jesse takes everything very literally. Okay. Jesse, oh. move, take another step forward, lean back into your mic the way you know how to do it. Um, so so, last year leading up to the July event, uh, you know, we, we heard a lot of hype behind the scenes about Halo, and then the show kicked off with Halo Infinite. And, uh, you know, as a, everybody remembers, you know, like, uh, so we watched, the, we watched the playable demo. Um, I feel like, you know, there was probably mixed feelings is probably the, the most accurate way to describe how, you know, a lot of the community felt at that time. And you know, then we got introduced to the Krug meme <laughs> shortly after that, and you know, all hell broke loose. And shortly after that, we, you know, we decided we were going to start a show. Uh, we were still pretty excited about Halo. We, you know, we uh, all, all, obviously everybody here's big fans of of the you know huge fans of the franchise, and we decided we were going to you know to do a show leading up to the launch, which was going to be in the fall. Uh, I think, a, what, a couple episodes in, we found out about the Halo delay <laughs> and, you know, we learned that we had about a year and a half, you know, route, lead up to, uh, to the game. Uh, they went quiet for a little bit and then they started to bring out some updates and we got our first, you know, new screenshots. I think that, uh, I think maybe that that was a turning point for some people in the community. And you know, since then, obviously, we've been getting the the monthly updates. So, what I wanted to do is just really just get everybody's feelings on where we're at today, like what what you thought in July, and, and kind of like you know, take us on the journey to where you're at today. Um, you know, are you have you you know been feeling the same the whole way through, or, or did it things really change all the way through? Uh, and then we'll kind of come back around and we'll talk about you know what. What it is that we are you know most excited about, or what you know what we liked about the updates so far, uh, things that are most exciting to us at this point. Uh, and then the thing that maybe is uh, the area that that you might have still some concerns on. So uh, so we'll go ahead and I think I'll kick off this round with uh, Jesse with you. but let's kind of get your thoughts from you know from from then till now
2: pretty much the actual reveal the gameplay looked great Uh, and that was the main thing people reaction people on youtube and influencers and everything like wow this looks great kind of surprised at the graphics and some of the bugs and stuff then they put out the screenshots and then someone got the screenshot of craig and at that point the entire focus just shifted to graphics and you know just how rough some of the how unfinished it looked and how well, this is an actual demo, not something they, you know, they crafted for months in a huge crunch effort for E3. So you saw it both ways, and then eventually you get the, we are going to delay it. Things come out, you don't know how it's going. It's, it's kind of like this was supposed to be the centerpiece for launch. So at that point, it's like, oh, I just want to play it. It looks so fun. I don't really care about the graphics that much. But you get it. You get where they're coming from, where it's their showpiece for their new hardware. Yeah. All the stories and everything's come out about how far behind the tools are and how that became a meme. But it's borne out to be true as things are maturing with a a brand new setup. Like PlayStation 5 was more of an evolution of PlayStation 4 as where going to the GDK from the XDK has, you know, especially during a pandemic, it's taken It's taken its time. It's been um, a slow start, but the screenshots they've shown recently, the openness they've had talking about the game and how they're doing everything, setting expectations for what the monthly updates were going to be properly, like, yeah, we're not going to give gameplay. That's something you'll see at E3. For me, it's been really love the gameplay, reveal. You know, I understood people making fun of the graphics. They definitely didn't look done Understanding the delay, hoping it was in a year, hoping so much that I talked myself out of it being a long delay. Understanding why, and really looking forward to what it is now that we're going to get to see in just under two months, hopefully, if E three is around the normal time.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are some really good points, Jesse. So let me ask you, like, in, in terms of, in terms of the, the the updates that have happened so far, is there anything that's really stood out to you, or is there any sort of like takeaway? from a high level or you know, anything that's that's just really really specifically just stands out to you as you know as the type of Halo player you are?
2: The first time they get the time they want. Because they got it in a sense for the engine update. Like she came to him and said, please I need time for this engine update. And now it's like, okay, you need time. We're in such a healthy position compared to when 5 came out and a few years after that where, take your time. Not an easy decision, but we're not gonna put something out if it's not ready. And that feels really good for how they feel about their future, especially because they people call them the Forza Halo Gears company and they are absolutely not that at all right now. Their biggest game is Minecraft and it's gonna be for a very long time. Everything else is there to not sell consoles. Consoles and games coming out are there to get people to sign up for game Pass. So it's a very different dynamic that hopefully is just healthier for AAA development for a game like Halo.
0: Yeah. No. No. Re- really good points. Uh, let me let me kick it over to you, Daniel. Let me get some of your thoughts and you know, like, w- what are some of the things that really have stood out to you? What, how have you felt about the communication and the updates so far? Has it been enough, uh, not enough, or just, you know, uh, or, or more than you expected? Like what, what's your, what's your overall takeaway?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's a really loaded question because, you know, I wasn't here um, with you guys uh, when, when everything started out. And there's a lot of points that Jesse hit that, that I absolutely agree with, you know, um, the reveal, you know last year was weird right i mean it was in the middle of a pandemic that most of most generations don't live through especially one that affected this industry so much i mean i know uh working in uh systems and computer administration it, 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 you know as an engineer we had to shift everything and it it threw projects off months if not years so <clears throat> when we got when we even got a show last year it was Something to be thankful for, and um, so I knew that, you know, we're probably going to get something builds old and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the gameplay was fine, but there definitely was a little bit. Um, and I, it, like Jesse, I'm not a huge graphics guy when it comes to Halo, but there definitely was a, a feeling of being deflated a wee bit um, yep. because of because of how it looked compared to what we'd seen and what we'd been promised with slip space and next gen and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, I think the year delay was a necessity. Um, I think that the transparency has made me feel a lot better. You know, I think that um, the screenshots that we've seen definitely showcase that the graphics aren't, um, that that they took all those things to heart um, and and it's looking a lot better than it was. Um, The, you know, I, I hope that we can see some, Um, form of multiplayer soon. I think that's my biggest concern just because uh, we don't really know how much they're going to weave between OG Halos and 4 and 5, right? Um, So I think that's the only area that I'm quote-unquote worried about and it's not so much worry so much as it is curiosity. Right. um, But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's a crazy time that we're living through and the fact that They that Microsoft, especially knowing that this is their baby, that this is their you know, their biggest property that they were well, you know, outside of Minecraft, that they were willing to um, take the the necessary time to delay it, um, despite what that may look like from a PR standpoint, I think is admirable. And um, I, I think that the you know, we've seen articles about how the transparency of. Three four three is something that should be modeled after, with yeah. the rest of the industry. So, I think it's I think it's been good. I think there's you know still just I think we're all kind of itching to see some actual gameplay and how all the learnings and all the you know the communications have are actually going to be um, bled into gameplay and see how that's actually adapted.
0: Yeah. No, some some really good points, uh, Proven. What about what, what's your thoughts, man? Like, what what, what was like the main takeaway? For, for you from from the reveal or even before the reveal up
4: until now uh I, so I remember like the the seven days before the the show like the, it was all like really perfect like they did the countdown. they got everyone excited. like I remember the day before they showed off the uh, the cover art and that was like that was like honestly the most excited I've been for Halo since like Halo reach just just the cover art because I, I literally looked at the cover art. Like, they, they like they fully understand what they're doing and like I was super excited and then I watched the gameplay and overall like I thought it looked pretty good but like it, it wasn't it obviously wasn't like it didn't like blow my mind away like I, I was expecting a little bit more for a game that you know it, it was revealed in 2018 so at that point Maybe my expectations were a little bit higher than what we got, but, like, they didn't look bad by any means. It just didn't look super finished. Um, But, I mean, ever since then, like, I've been super impressed with the way that they've been very transparent. Really, since December, when they announced the delay of the game, they basically communicated with the fans, and they've, they've answered basically every question we've had so far. So, like, uh, basically the last piece that we use is to see gameplay, which obviously we're expecting at E3, so
0: yeah oh, good point. So so Mike, what's just your overall you know high level takeaway from from things?
1: um not to be stereotypical, but it was kind of a roller coaster because, yeah because uh, you know I was hyped up for the gameplay just because you know I I, did, I wasn't really expecting the game to match the initial tech demo because you know we all know what tech demos are. But the first, um, you know, the the trailer that had the, the trailer that's basically the intro of the game looked amazing. So that gave me, so you know, compared to that, the gameplay reveal itself kind of fell short.
0: I feel like that was a mistake, actually. Now you, now that you bring that up,
1: what the that, demo or the intro?
0: The intro, because the the intro almost gave you chills, and then then it opens up to the gameplay. You're like, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. and so, you know, like, fine. like And then there was, you know, speculation was running rampant. Like, you know, it was two months old, but then we find out it was like two weeks old. And then, um, it, you know, like, it's just like, and the gameplay, like Jesse said, looked great. I was happy with the gameplay. Graphically, it mm-hmm. was underwhelming. Um, and then just the more we found out, the more concerning everything was. Because, you know, it wasn't running on a Series X or an Xbox One. It was running on a PC. Um, and then we find out that, in a way, the game wasn't going to be content complete at launch because they couldn't confirm certain game modes or certain things were going to be there at launch. We knew ray tracing that wasn't going to be there at launch. And so, like, I was just getting all of these flashbacks to, like, say, Halo 5. and Yeah, I think it
3: was the foundational elements uh, that were missing that were or the you know the development problems going on that was more concerning than the graphics to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the graphics, you know, the graphics weren't concerning so much for me. They they looked fine and I thought maybe the more the wor- the, the more troubling aspects or the lower quality aspects were going to be ironed out at launch. It was just what that kind of hinted at. And um like it just seemed like they were how did I describe it to someone back then? Like, it, it seems like they're trying to land a, a, a plane as they were putting it together or something like that. And I did not, mm-hmm. so I was kind of concerned with how it was going to launch. And then thankfully, it was, and I, I think I tweeted out to like Aaron, not Aaron Greenberg, might have been Bonnie Ross and, and Phil Spencer. Not that that makes a difference, but it was like, you know, this should be delayed. Um, <laughs> and, yep. So you, but then it was delayed. I was happy, but you know, and there was we've all speculated about when it was going to be delayed. Uh, I think most of us were leaning towards the springtime. Yeah, we all said like May
4: at the latest. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and and then there we are with the fall, (laughs) which, but you know what though, like the whole roller coaster ride to me. Everything that they've done since the beginning of the year, or I should say since that uh, last blog post or first blog post at the the end of December, has done nothing but build confidence for me. Yeah. So, like, it Mm. it was, I was hyped, and then I was kind of let down or concerned in ways, and then there was just that radio silence, which I don't blame them for being radio silent. And then at the end of December or whatever that was, it's been this nice upswing where everything has been just a positive mood or move and it's been confident and transparent. Like it's, I, I'm feeling good about it.
0: No, Mike, I, I feel that uh, I, I probably went through much of the same experience you did, uh, be, but before I get to mine, I think Proven, you were trying to chime in there. Were, were you uh, wanting to add anything? To yeah. yeah.
4: I, I was just going to say, I think the thing was, because we all kind of thought it was me. Like, I don't know if that was wishful thinking or, I honestly didn't expect them to delay it to fall. I thought, okay, they're going to want to get this game out as fast as possible because, like, it was already kind of a... At the time when they delayed it, it just didn't look good for them to delay the game. So I was like, okay, they're just going to want to, you know, fix the game really quick. And I think that the reason that they gave it a fall release is kind of just... It's just to ensure that, like, there's no way it falls out of 2021 because I think if they... Let's just say they said, oh, it's coming out in April. Like, there's a chance it could have gone delayed again. So I think they just deleted it. Yeah, they've been
2: very conservative as a company on their timelines on anything. And that is also including the fact that you still can barely get either of the new systems. Yeah, Like, Phil originally had said, we're hoping to have things better by April. You didn't hear that by the time this month hit. Instead, you start hearing things about how consoles and GPUs and CPUs probably won't be better even through next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, like it's. It, it, I think you guys bring up a, a really interesting aspect of the the journey with the delay, and I think that's really one of the key moments in everything. Um, I probably am closer to, to Mike in terms of the roller coaster for me. Uh, you know, as we talked about before, you know, Halo is my favorite franchise. Uh, I was very excited about you know the the just the xbox platform coming into this generation even before the whole bethesda thing and at that time we didn't even know about it at you know at that point but um but you know again you know knowing that halo is the thing that's representing the brand you expect that this is hey going to be the showpiece and there was all these rumors it was going to be and so like that day when they showed it whatever day that was like what is like july 23rd of last year when that When it first came out, you know, I was very bummed. In fact, I, I think even though the show was pretty solid overall in terms of just reveals, uh, I felt pretty, you know, I, I I wasn't really in the most positive frame of mind because I already knew like a lot of those games are going to be there, um, but just the way that Halo showed that day was really disappointing and it was concerning because you knew, hey, it's going to be the launch title. There's not, I, and I do understand, you know, development a lot of times. There's a lot of work done in the last six months, but I was, you know, still pretty concerned that that there was enough time for this particular game, and it was really important for it to, you know, to to, to stick the landing, and. So it's interesting because we, you know, we started the show after you know, I did watch the video a few more times, and I'm like, all right, once I got past the graphics, the gameplay was solid. It was it showed a lot of potential, and I and I think that's where I kind of left it there. When the gameplay, you know, I know a lot of people have said, hey, it looked really, really good. I thought it looked solid and, and showed a lot of potential, but really until you know what the developers are really going to be focused on for the bigger picture for the rest of the, the game. It's hard to really make a, a final call on that. And I think we did get some more information on that as time would go along. Uh, but really one of the biggest high points for me, and this is going to sound really contrarian, but was the day they announced the delay of the game. And, and I'll tell you the reason is I've been on the Xbox platform really since it uh, began or almost since it began uh, I came on, I think, three weeks after it launched at the OG Xbox, and I've been—it's been my primary platform since. Um, one thing that we've known from Microsoft when it came to their big tentpole fall releases is they usually don't get delayed. They'll come out half baked if they have to, and then they'll give us the rest of it later. Yep. And that's—that was a thing way before Game Pass was a thing. You know, that's just—I I think if you've been. Gaming on Xbox long enough—that's almost something you expect. Well, they'll fix it later, <laughs> and, and so you know, like the, the, this idea that they were going to, um, you know, that that they're going to delay it, just seems so far fetched. Especially Halo, especially because they're really focused on you know driving a launch, driving Game Pass, and when they delayed it to me, that was like this turning point where it was like this is different. They are
2: like this, this is that a new approach, though. yeah signal something potentially really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was
3: i, I was going to say, I don't think that's contrarian at all. I think, I, you know, I wasn't uh, around when we first started this, obviously, and I was grateful for the delay because a lot of the same reasons, uh, OBM, um, <laughs> because <laughs> one of the things, too, is that um, you know, like you said, there, there is a little bit of a pattern of some of their bigger games or some of the, even the smaller ones kind of launching and then getting fixed later, and this shows that Phil's Xbox is and, and Matt's uh, Matt booty's is an Xbox that is okay to push out um, content to make sure that it's right for launch that it's that it's, that it's high quality that it's fully feature complete and you know in a couple of years if not by the end of next year we won't even know we won't even notice a big deal when there is a delay because they've got mm-hmm. so many studios that they're gonna be pumping out content left and right so mm-hmm. but it's good to know that, even when it's a situation like last year where they have a a new launch console and they do not have a big title they're okay with still launching the console so that they don't sacrifice the quality of one of their big big titles
1: yeah yeah i I, i've thought the same thing that if they're going to they're going to delay halo at launch that speaks for everything regarding the entire generation you know, we're not going to see another state of the K2. We're not going to see another Halo 5. Hopefully, you know, in the in the sense of not a game being pushed out before it's ready. Yeah,
2: they'd be the exception instead of what was almost the rule for a few years there. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, and again, you know, going back to kind of what that journey was, you know, when you think about Halo, it does represent the brand. Right. And I think that's why that was so disappointing. Uh, it was because you were just expecting kind of a the the, the wild piece and at least i was and, and, and again maybe that's my my problem my unrealistic expectations whatever uh, but you know that's just where i was i was expecting that to, to to knock our socks off, and at the t- and you know, and in at the time it, it really didn't. But when they, you know, when they did that, it it, it kind of it, it just gave me a different confidence in in the brand, and in a way, it just says that uh, you know, like I had less concerns because it's like if they're, if they're willing to delay Halo when they have nothing else at launch, <laughs> and, and they have this this gap. When I say nothing else, I'm being you know a little bit hype um, hyperbolic it's you know obviously they had some some good titles but there was nothing that was like that 10 pole you know this is this is your 10 pole AAA first party game um you know that captures the mainstream and um if they're willing to do that at the launch of a console uh when they're really trying to push game pass then it to me that was just a sign like that was probably the most extreme situation you'd ever delay game in right so um so, yeah, so we got there and then, you know, they, they told us it was going to be delayed even further, you know, to November, which was beyond what most of us expected. Again, I was pr- I was ex- really happy about that, you know, just because this is one of those franchises that we know is going to live on for a while. Um, and, and really since then, I, I, I think with these updates and the way they've been doing it, they've been, I think as transparent as you can be when you're not showing gameplay and you know a little bit more open we're taking more screenshots
2: those... than i thought we would there's there yeah. been stuff
0: yeah no there had definitely has been so and, and they've really touched on so i mentioned earlier like the gameplay looked good it looked like it had potential um i i wasn't really on the extreme that I said it you know looked amazing i i thought it, it showed a lot of the old you know a lot of the sandbox potential but without them really showing us enough to know that it was like the trend or the, the focus, it was, you know, it was hard to, to be all in on that. But as they've gone on that, it seems like sandbox has been like the, they're, they've been talking to the classic halo fans, even though it still has sprint in it and it still has, you know, some extra stuff in it that, you know, a lot of the classic fans don't like um, they really been trying to speak to those like core foundational pieces Uh, that show that they understood what made the OGs so great. So that's kind of like where I, you know, leave it. Is you know, the the focus on the sandbox to me has been, you know, overwhelmingly positive. It shows that they get it. Um, You know, when they talk about like the variance in tones, it shows that they get it. And I, and so that's, if I were to like do a high level takeaway um, to me, it would be that this is a team that actually gets Halo. And I, And I know some of you guys are not going to like this because I know Daniel and Jesse, you guys really...
2: Yeah, 5 was more of a departure in the classic sense with having the teams and stuff. And I do agree with you that they want to evolve older Halo and less of what 5 did. Because 5 played great, but it it felt different in that campaign in a very big way. And and Infinite feels like we want to take what made Halo great and known At least for the campaign we've seen so far, yeah, and evolve that instead of rewrite it so much. But at the same point, I do think it's going—it's going to be a modern game.
3: It's a marriage of of the two, and I think yeah. Yeah. Keep keep in mind, I'm a guy who loves every single Halo, and I can give you explicit reasons why even ODST. Even oh, oh yes, what? he's amazing shut your mouth What? <laughs>
2: yeah, what do you mean Even <laughs> has Adam Baldwin voice acting Dutch is Mine is him shut your impact. mouth <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, they're all great, but I think that you know 5 definitely I think is the easiest to point to elements that you know and I don't think the team never got it. I don't think they I think the team you know cuz a lot of the team is still the same. I think they've always loved Halo And but it's it's always been this balancing act of, you know, building new while respecting the old and bringing in all those elements because you know there's a reason they brought in elements from the books. Those things sold millions and millions of copies, and there are people like me and Jesse who love the mythos, who always felt a little bit shunned by Bungie because they, frankly, didn't give a shit, you know. And so it's it's always been this weird balancing act, and I think and I'm hoping that this is the the you know the um, embodiment of the marriage between old and new and game and mythos. And, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm maybe call me an apologist, but I always felt like it was a a job I would never want to to take over. Uh, You know, it's, it's like, it's like JJ Abrams taking over Star Wars, right? The new (laughs) trilogy is the most maligned uh, even more so than oh, episodes it. one, two, and three. Yeah, well, <laughs> potentially well deserved, absolutely. But it's like, but could you imagine the pressure of having to take on something like that? And that's kind of what three four three's been doing, and, arguably yeah, new, well. The new Halo, years.
2: yeah. What they ran into was like when games were smaller, things didn't take as long back then. So when you reboot late in the process and have to sort of. Duct tape everything together to get a finished product, it's more noticeable, I guess you could say, especially when your main competition in Sony and to a lesser point at this point, stuff like Call of Duty that's constantly pumping it out, like they are known for their polish and having things that feel coherent all the way through. Even but if their gameplay also... isn't, yeah. Their mm-hmm. gameplay is not always a priority, they just have this huge level of polish on them, and Halo had the gameplay. But that campaign was very uneven and it was very noticeable how much was just not up to the same standard.
1: Well, I mean, to be, to be fair to 343, the whole, you know, how do you change things without alienating your fan base thing was something that Bungie even struggled with in the later entries. I mean, yeah, they, it's they, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, which They've,
2: was attacked so hard when it was new. It's, it's yeah been recently that people look at it and go, oh yeah, this is actually a really good game.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. and I mean they, I think they even said the same thing regarding Halo Three. Oh, and yeah. it's
3: been it's in Halo Two. It's literally been every single Halo. Like if you go back, if you find the archives for the original Bungie forums, you will see the same thing that we are talking about today. Back in Halo Two, back in Halo Three. I mean, I remember I was I was reading those forums. And I was. I was, you know, jumping on them every day that I could and I think I would bet you money in 5 years people will say the same thing about Halo 5. Eh. If not I mean uh, I, I don't uh, take that bet. No. I <laughs> <take> <laughs> bet. I, so, I will find I could find you more than you know, a dozen uh, influencers for that bet. for
0: that I'm going to give this show down downvote. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like I I mean on I that note you. I don't think Halo fan, I, I at large I don't think Halo fans are opposed to change. I think it just depends on whether or not they consider it a change for the better. The problem is a very Halo...
2: vocal minority that is a, just wants to crap on everything.
1: No, no, yeah, but I'm not talking about that minority. I'm talking about, I mean, mm-hmm. when you when you look at Halo Five specifically, you know, there are fundamental issues with that campaign in terms of gameplay design.
3: Oh, yeah, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. I was going to say really quick, I would say that Halo fans are not a monolith, and that's the greatest disadvantage and also advantage that the three oh, yeah. of them has. Because, like I said, there are people who've only played one or two games who've read the books. Like, again, I could find you several major influencers, if we want to call them that, on Twitter just just the other day who were talking specifically about how Halo 5 was their first game. Halo 5 was their favorite, even if it wasn't their first, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's important to remember that I don't speak for the fandom. You know, none of us do. And yeah. and and so while I understand that there is there is a large portion of people who, you know, may denigrate one or two, but there's always been that tone of when a new halo comes out oh i hate this it, it's not like two it's not like three it's not like four whatever you know yeah that, that's not okay. my point
1: and but and well,
0: at- i was gonna say you know daniel you you brought up a really good point i don't and i don't think it's being an apologist to say that they have one of the most unenviable tasks in you know game development trying to balance trying to balance all the fans in halo Uh, And and I've been, you know, that that snarky fan myself over time. I I bitched about Halo 2 when they did the dual wielding. And then, you know, but obviously then I complained about Halo 4 and then I complained about Halo 5, but (laughs) it's still my favorite franchise. Um, I will say, though, you know, and I guess where I would push back is um, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily being against change because the original... Bungie Hills did have change and people did eventually, like you were saying, didn't em- embrace them in hindsight. I, I do think there, there was questions and, and this is part of this is just because the, the studio running it is now called 343 and that Bungie, there was questions about whether they understood what made the franchise great. And, and so, and, and so like, that's probably, you know, again, going back to our takeaways since July and some of the updates um, is it's like yes, they are going to still go on with this more modern version. It's going to have still going to have sprint. It's going to have extra stuff in the game, uh, but it does sound mm-hmm. like they keep going back to talking about the sandbox, the tonal things, the the artistic differences, like the simplification of it. They, they're at least acknowledging what made the originals great, and they're kind of trying to move forward with that in mind. So to me, that does inspire a lot more confidence because, like I said, I. And you know, and I know, and I know what you said there. That you know, I agree that they had a lot of people from Bungie, but just because they had people from Bungie, you still never really felt like the whoever was creatively leading the projects really got it. At least I didn't. So, yeah. well, so I, and that's where I always felt like they were just somewhat disconnected. But now it does feel like they get it, and so they're at least trying to now bring in some of that and change with that in mind. But what were you saying, Proven?
4: I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, I think the but the thing that's interesting about three hundred and forty-three is that like, they've really gone through like an evolution. I I remember when Halo Four, like I was super excited for that game, and I kind I kind of ignored a lot of the red f- like. So for the Halo Four, like I like the campaign, I actually thought that was pretty good, but like I thought the multiplayer was awful. Um But there was a lot of red flags. Like if you, there were just some quotes that came out of three hundred and forty-three that like made me think like they're just purposely trying to like be, chase like, trends go the other bit. way yeah yeah Because I, I remember so frank o'connor like one. this quote is a little out of context but like i remember he said oh we we hired people who hated halo and what he meant by that was we hired people that didn't like absolutely love the franchise so they they kind of hired people who had different differing opinions of what halo could be yeah so, i mean it was
3: it was kind of like that that you know they're trying to build a super group, right? I mean, because you had Ryan Peyton, I yeah. think, from from Konami. You had, I mean, Corinne Yu, who you know is amazing in terms of what she did with lighting. But that that was kind of like the main goal. It seemed like with first with three four three, so much so that, like you said, they kind of they they built a super group that did some great things with technology, but kind of chased a lot of trends. And um,
4: yeah, kind of like, yeah, I I yeah, sorry, I I remember th- I watched. Because, like, a couple of months ago, I watched some of the Halo 4 Vidox and, like, there were some quotes in there where people were like, our goal with 343 is to build the best studio in the world. So, like, they were really ambitious, but it it kind of felt like they kind of brought in, like, some of the best developers in the world, but they didn't have... It didn't feel like they had too many Halo, like, quote-unquote Halo fans, so that's kind of why Halo 4... The like approach it, it, of it, trying
2: to get dissenting opinions really led to them twice in a row having to reboot things because nothing was like there wasn't a, a lead voice to make yeah. sure things stayed on track. So they had a bunch of really talented people who had differing opinions on where things should go and so in the end, they just lost too much time to yeah.
0: sure t- get things t- done t- Too many, to many cooks in the kitchen wanting to make completely different meals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, there's some
4: I've okay, okay, proven. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh I was gonna say, I, I I don't remember specifically who it was. So I don't wanna, I, like I'm pretty sure I, I know who it was, but I remember. Um. So Halo for Halo Five, they had a pro team, quote unquote, who were basically like a mix of old Halo pros and some other people who like playing multiplayer, just to specifically build the multiplayer. But after he left, I remember he did an interview where he was saying that for like the first couple years of Halo 5's development, like they, like. They had basically, it was like a 50-50 split where, like, they just couldn't agree on a lot of the sandbox items. Like, there were people in the team who were like, you know, Sprint sucks, like Sprint can't be in Halo. And then obviously there's, like, the other side who's like, yeah, Sprint belongs in Halo. So, like, even through Halo 5, it felt like they made a game, like, overall, I think the game turned out, like, well for the multiplayer. It just, it, it didn't, obviously, it just didn't seem like they had a cohesive vision throughout most of the game. You're talking about the Josh Holmes
0: interview, right? Like, I,
4: we're like, no, I, I don't know. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Not, not I, No, that's one of them. But I remember someone from the pro team, like they were. Okay. He said, like, that it, even in the multiplayer team, it just like they had so many different ideas of what Halo could be, and like that. What uh, Daniel was saying, like that's one of the things that's great about Halo, is There's so many different opinions of what it could be, but that's kind of a problem when you have a developer who can't get on the same page.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the things that used to stick out to me. And, and I know we're probably chasing some squirrels here, but uh, so we'll get back on that in, in a minute. But th- but that is something that really stuck out. And maybe it isn't. Maybe this really does tie back into some of the, the, the themes because they do seem very focused now. But I do remember listening to Josh Holmes like interview once he left. For three. He was on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the podcast. I, I looked for it and I, I cannot find, could never find it again. But he was basically being pretty open. And you know, I don't think he directly threw anybody the, under the bus, but he did say they spent, you know, half the development for both four and five really kind of arguing that, you know, to settle on a direction. Uh, five was supposed to be a much bigger game than it ended up being. And at the end of the day, like they they were kind of in a crunch to just get something out. Um, you know, which now this goes back to the time thing we were talking about. So they didn't really get that extra time to, to fix that. And, you know, it just, it sounded like from a leadership standpoint, they just never became a cohesive team for four and five. And, you know, one of the things I, I take away from, you know, what I've heard about some of the updates right now is that they do seem to have, they do seem to be more on the same page with, like this vision of again it's they keep talking about sandbox, sandbox, sandboxed really going back to some of the, you know, the the, the old the things that um, that bring back the feels for the the classic games in terms of the tone, in terms of the uh, the variance, in terms of like the pacing. So it's like they, they kinda understand the It's not like a. Obviously, this is this is going to be modern. It's not going to be Halo CE, but it has it has a lot of the same heartbeat of, or like maybe the you know same foundation that went into that.
2: They know how to word it so people who like Halo think this is a Halo I don't buy that. I'm not saying it's uh, not. I'm saying they know how to talk about it to highlight the things they're bringing forward. I'm not saying they're not doing them mike <laughs>
3: well, that's what you insinuated before so the things that people
1: want
0: <laughs> it's all <a> facade <laughs> uh, I think yeah i
3: with you know with mcc they've spent so much time kind of going back into the foundation into the dna of that to to make it the game it is today you know it sounds like the five years they've had to build the engine to work on mcc you know kind of like what a- what obm was saying is like it's very clearly. Um, a different team in terms of the objectives, the goals. I think, you know, aside from the the back and forth between conflicting ideals, the other problem was feature creep. You know, I mean, you look at, you look yeah. at, um, I mean, hell, even MCC. That game was originally intended to just be Halo Two anniversary, and then it became, hey, we can do all these other games in addition to and remaster those. In addition to remaking halo 2 and you know three four threes i think even if not more as much as a, of a problem as it was to have those conflicting you know teams within the team their their problem with feature creep just bleeding into becoming bigger and bigger and i think and i'm hoping that this game has kind of alleviated some of that because of that extra time so that they could set forward okay here's what we're our goals are here's what we're going to achieve and if we want to add stuff later we'll do that after launch but, I but think, we're going to have uh, a feature complete game to start
2: the the big change for that was it's like okay you've got it in a place where you feel okay releasing it but if you had a if you had more time you could actually make it exactly what you want for once which halo never never had, had. cuz like you look at what has this extra year been it's been finishing everything they wanted that they might have had to cut. Um, like Staten's talked about ideas they've had, things they wanted they couldn't really do. Getting at that level of polish, getting into the development of it in a way where they can go over, like, yeah, we know Halo. We love Halo. Halo MCC, we've gotten in such a good place right now. It's sort of become our test bed to give you confidence that we understand this franchise. Yeah. And... For the people who want old Halo, they have made Halo the Master Chief Collection something incredible, and their goal is to, when they're done with it, it goes to the community for modding, and it can be this thing that lives forever that way, so that it's it's separate and not constantly looked at for the new game, it just exists healthily alongside it. They have this this ability they've never had with a Halo game before to really take their time, and even though they look so damn tired on that ask three-fourths <laughs> Yeah. They they, oh, my God. COVID yeah. life, man. Yeah,
0: and they I, all look like they're at the end.
3: They're with if a, I had my camera working, on, man, that's how I look. Yeah,
0: yeah that's why we didn't go camera today.
2: They're um, working under a Microsoft that is into giving employees time and taking and, and not forcing things. Like The whole company yeah. is like, okay, you can all work at home. You all have time. Let's stop so, be decks.
0: So I do. I, I do want to kind of move things because I, I I know we're like over an hour and we got to, We actually got some questions coming in, so I want to make sure we get to those. But uh, so I want to just really quickly go around. So n- number one thing that you are excited about now after the the updates. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll start somebody different this time. Daniel, how about you lead off on that? What's like the number one thing that you like about what you've heard so far that you're excited about?
3: Uh, I mean, I think the, you know, the only thing that I was really worried about was the graphics. Um, and I, okay. I think that the screenshots and everything that we've read from the technical directors and, and engineers seems like they're taking that to heart. Um, you know, I being, being a, a soul of old and new, I, I never really worried about the gameplay. But it is nice to hear that, um, you know, there are definitely especially story elements that they're going back to to. Harkening to the old system, uh, old games rather than Halo 5, which I think we all agree was not, uh, from a campaign standpoint, was not. Yeah, great. campaign.
0: Multiplayer is a different story. Um, play, Fantastic. Yeah, I play a lot of that. Uh, let's see. How about you, Proven? What's your number one thing that you are, as uh, somebody who likes the classics, what, what's kind of like the thing that stands out to you that you're most positive about right now?
4: That I'm like most positive about or looking forward to?
0: Yeah, but I guess either. You can tie those in. Uh,
4: I mean, I'm I'm just I just don't want to see multiplayer at this point. Uh, like I have an idea in my head what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a nice blend of Halo Three and Halo Five. Kind of it's not gonna it's not gonna be Halo One, Two, or Three multiplayer. Like I know that, but I also don't think it's gonna be Halo Five where, like, I think it's gonna be a nice blend of kind of the modern movement, but not too much. Like I'm obviously I don't think you're gonna start with armor abilities. They've said as much. Um, I'm just interested to see the map design because, for me, the biggest thing I haven't liked about three for games is I haven't loved all of their maps. Like they've they've made a couple really good maps, but they've also made a couple of not good maps. And for Halo Five, it felt like half of the maps were just you know the remakes. or What are they called? The where they basically made the same. Map
3: skins, of, mirrors. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so I, I'm hoping for Halo Infinite. Like, there's a bunch of variety. It's not just the same type of map, but reskinned. And obviously, I'm hoping that they make a couple good big team battle maps because I don't think they've been able to do that except that one in Halo Four, I'm forgetting the name of that one. But
0: yeah. So, so would you say that still maybe
4: your bigger concern is how they handle that stuff? The, the um, I'm I, I'm weirdly confident. And I don't know why, because I haven't loved, like, their multi, even, like, I like Halo 5, I think it's, like, it's not my favorite, but I, I'm just weirdly confident they're going to nail it this time, even if it's not, like, it's it's not going to be 100% what I want, like, obviously I expect that, I'm just, I'm, I think they're going to do a good job of blending a lot of what the old, like, the old multiplayers did well, also what the new ones did well.
0: Okay, now, Mike, how about you? What are you, what are you most excited about right now, about, since the, um, since the updates?
1: Uh, the campaign, easily. I mean, that's, what, what, what about it? It's. What's the, um, I mean, it looks like they're fi- they're finally balancing a good act between you know the old and new in the sense that if you know people they're they're also being you know they're also bringing back stuff that really hasn't been in a Halo campaign since probably the first game. There's been right. touches of it in three and four, like we mentioned before, like with the mystery and stuff like that. But I mean, it just. Really, everything so far about the campaign looks good. I don't I don't hate the sprint. Like, I'm fine with the sprint. But even the base movement speed is fine. It, it looks fast. It's not like Halo 3 where you're like a the snail. Um, yeah.
3: yeah. Like, I'm going real slow.
1: Yeah. Like, I was just playing Halo 3 not too long ago. And it, it's, it's kind of crazy how slow you move yeah, in that. Um, but just... I... Uh, I can't say that I've seen anything about the campaign that I haven't liked. And the fact that, Mm
5: -hmm.
1: you know, they, you, you add in the audio like what we were talking about earlier and you add in what the, the sandbox that you've mentioned plenty of times that that they finally seem to get the halo sandbox.
4: Um,
1: and then on top of Mm -hmm. that, the stuff that we've heard about like different changes of time of day. I mean, there's, it seems like they're bringing some modern uh design choices to the benefit of the campaign in a really good way. Like I obviously that all matters on the execution, but their intention is like awesome.
5: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Jesse, how about you, man? What what's the number one thing that's that uh if you had to pick one, what what is that number one thing you'd focus on?
2: They talk about how it's the like smaller hub open world gameplay that gives you options if you want to go and do other stuff. Cause one of my favorite things is just playing the campaigns of Halo. And if I can play them in a way that isn't always just the same linear mission over and over again, but it's this area that I can go and kill this Promethean knight because Prometheans are in the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it says kill, you know, there's these areas on the map I can go to and I can go back after I get to the next area and I have unlocked more abilities, and that lets me get to somewhere in a Metroidvania style that they talked about. The Prometheans will only
0: exist in the tank level. That's how the, that's the <laughs> only way i I
2: definitely think they're going to go back to the less is more approach with things like the knights. They're going to get, get Genophage or something. Yeah. Mike,
0: is this you that I'm watching playing right now? Uh, you're really struggling. Uh, mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've had several comments about that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, what now that you mentioned that, I have to ask, like, what does it mean that this looks like Mike gameplay? I'd like, what does that even mean? Well, you, can it see looks bold.
2: you just go up in the yeah, the gameplay feels bold. I know, I you saw say. that. <laughs> <laughs> It took uh, everything in me not to bust out laughing at uh, that part by the way but
0: oh man yeah uh i, I so I, you already stole mine i think usually when i go last it's <laughs> mine stolen by now but uh, for me it's sandbox that was i've always been the the gameplay over everything else person that's why i replay these games um i didn't you know just being really candid with you guys i didn't really feel like 343 three, either Understood the sandbox, or they just didn't get the time to properly build it out because that aspect. I, I replayed both of their campaigns along with all and the other four was ones.
2: very corridor and five yeah. was very inconsistent. They had some excellent levels and some, they, they did. And these weren't done. There was a
0: couple of levels that felt like they were done from like the old teams, like uh, like some areas that, that felt really good. But overall, it didn't feel like they got it. So the fact that they keep talking about it over and over and over again, it's like, okay, you guys got you guys have obviously had, you know, Halo fans in your ear and we've like you obviously are, you know probably got ticks and in, in Tourette's and you know like <laughs> whatever dealing with the community about it but they definitely get I think what um you know what what makes the gameplay work so it, it's not necessary and I know like a lot of times the the, the 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 old school fans which I'm one of them um focus on like the lack of sprint and things like that but I do think sometimes we conflate things like we like it's a more of a correlation it's like you know we had you know, when Sprint was introduced, we lost a lot of the sandbox, and I do think there's some harder elements to maybe balance out um, when you when you introduce new th- new abilities and, and more stuff to the game. But it does at least appear like that's been just a huge uh, part of the focus. So that's what I'm most excited about in terms of seeing all these updates. Um, now, I do want to move on to some of these community questions. Unless one of you guys uh, wanted to kind of pipe in on what, anything there, are you guys ready? Any questions?
1: Ready? Let's do let's, it. Let's do it. All right.
0: I know I, I mentioned we we get to some of the things we were concerned about, but uh, maybe they'll pop up in here, and I, I want to make sure we get and uh, get through the show, and then we can save whatever we didn't. I'm get to.
2: concerned they haven't shown any gameplay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we will probably see that in two. months. So Dante Clark asks a good question. He says, "Assuming the multiplayer is awesome, which you know, like like I said, five was pretty." Pretty awesome, uh, but the single player isn't. Does that break the game for you? Um, so I think that's a really, really good question. Let's go ahead.
4: And... Uh... All
0: right, go ahead then. You want to start?
4: <laughs> no, sorry, I'm th- thinking out loud. Uh, depends. If the story isn't great, like it'll be a bump. It what well, just depends. What he means by like, the campaign isn't great. Does he mean the entire thing or just like sections of it? I mean, because I, I mean, I just have a feeling that. It just looks like it's going to be so fun to play that I'm expecting no matter what, that the actual gameplay of the campaign is going to be great, and I think the level design is going to be good. I don't know for sure. Yeah, If it's uh, a fundamental
2: the, thing that's broken, like, fundamentally, there's just something not great about it versus it's imbalanced or something they can change, I think that that's a big difference.
0: Yeah, I. I so, like, can you guys still hear me?
5: Yeah, yeah, I heard
0: that. I heard that, <laughs> that clicking off, and I thought I I went away. Yeah, yeah I, like when you when you when you talk about the multiplayer being awesome, single player first. Like, um, as much as I complain about the Halo Five campaign, I still have Halo Five as my game of the generation because I played the multiplayer so damn much. So uh, it'd be disingenuous for me to say that, but I do think from a you know larger view of it, you know, for Xbox, for Halo, the, the campaign does need to be great. And with you know, the
2: free to play structure, even with game Pass going free to play and not needing gold for it, multiplayer will matter more in the end still. It will definitely going to matter, but yeah, it's, it's a different dynamic than before.
0: It, yeah, I agree with that. I do feel like though, it, it, even if the even if the multiplayer is is amazing, even if it's the best one, if they miss on the campaign again, I do think there's going to be some
2: uh, impatience. Yeah, definitely wouldn't be good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I don't like I this again with Halo Five. I just kind of overlooked it because I got so hooked on the multiplayer. But I do think even myself would be, you know, we've now waited. Um, a while to get back to a really, you know, um, I Halo campaign. Four was yeah really
4: was nine years ago. Yeah, I and actually. I, think I don't even.
0: I don't even. Put, I, I know a lot of people put Halo Four up there, but from from a standpoint of like that replayable Halo, Um I it's been longer than that. It's, I, I think you have to go back to the bungies to get the the, the really really replayable. Which again, I, I'm I'm less concerned about that because of all the talk of sandbox, and that's why I keep. I think every single week I, I mention that's why. That's the number one thing that stands out to me that I'm excited about. Like, what were you saying, Mike?
1: I actually think that it's going to be more detrimental to the reputation of the um, of the studio and the game itself if if we have another Halo 5. Because, yeah. I mean, think about how, yeah. how much Halo 5 is looked down upon. I mean, granted, even most Halo Five haters will admit that the multiplayer is great because it, it legitimately is a great multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of the a lot of the negativity is surrounding the the campaign, and for good reason. And if we have a repeat of that again, uh, that just is going to look so much worse, in my opinion. Especially since this kind of, I mean, they've had so many uh, callbacks to just the good Halos, including Halo Four, you know. And like campaign wise, I mean, so I, I would it break the game? I, I think for the people that look for hey that are fans of Halo for any other reason other than the multiplayer, I think it would. You know, I, it would for me. I, I I like the multiplayer when it comes to playing with friends, but I'm definitely a uh, a campaign co op type of person first. Um, yeah, I just, and when it comes to the other aspects. Think- You know, like what uh, just real quick, just like what Daniel said earlier, kind of hit the nail on the head, where how not divided, how uh, diverse the the fan base is. You have the people that care about the story. You have the people that care about um, Forge. You have people that care about the multiplayer, co op, campaign stuff like that. Um, At least when it comes to people that care about the campaign, yeah, that most definitely would break the game for them. Yeah,
0: I well, and I do think so. So, uh, Well, actually, let me let me get to Daniel because we haven't um, haven't let him speak on that. And I'll jump back to what I was going to say. Uh, Daniel, what's your thoughts on that question?
3: Yeah, I mean, normally I would say it would not break the experience for me um, or, or the game for me, because like I think about Halo 5 and i beat it once solo. And then it took it took my wife like three years after it released <laughs> to finally want to play it with me. Um, and that's the only times that we've played you know that's the only times I've played the campaign. Like I go back to every other Halo. It seems like at least once a year, um but not Halo Five for campaign. So normally, I'd say no, but I think because of the the time between five and the amount of um, work that they they seem to have kind of um, put into understanding the Halo experience, I think it it would hurt the reputation of the studio. But I don't think it would break the game necessarily. I mean, like like you, um, A, uh, OBM. I've got hundreds of hours in in five, and uh, it's it's one of those games that you know I I play at least every other day. It seems like, but I that's all Warzone and that's all competitive and and PvP. So um, normally I'd say no, it wouldn't break the game, but I think I it would damage the reputation of 343 quite a bit. I think if, uh, if they didn't take, uh, if, if all that time didn't, you know, ultimate, uh, build a better campaign.
0: Yeah. I, 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 really, I, I think it's a lot more important. And, and Jesse, I mean, you, you did bring up some good points about the importance of multiplayer. I do agree that that is, it is going to be a, a term. That's really going to be the, the key thing about this game. But, um, but Halo is a little bit different. I, I it's interesting because you know yeah you might only play the campaign a few times or uh you know in relation to multiplayer it's going to get a lot less engagement but it really does define like the brand it it, like the lore and everything else kind of really builds up uh like the i I don't know if you want to call it the mystique around the franchise um and so without that i just i i don't think they can really goof it And, and right now again i feel pretty good about it but uh, to answer, you know, his question, I really I don't think they can afford to this time. I, I, I think yeah. they have to they have to hit a home run with the campaign. And I, I don't even think that's um if it's not ready,
4: they need to delay
0: it another year. And yeah. Not that I think that's gonna happen, but I that's really how important I think it is that they nail this one.
4: Yep. Yeah, I I think for me, the thing is like I'm weirdly confident in this game. I don't really Like everything they've shown and said outside of the July demo has been like amazing. So, I'm honestly expecting this to be their best game ever, and possibly up there with like Halo One, Two, and Three for me. Uh, but honestly, just like the base level, they just need a solid campaign, a solid and a solid multiplayer. Like I, I think the problem with Halo Four and Five is, it's like if you took the campaign from Halo Four and the yeah yeah if you if you took the campaign from Halo Four. And put the multiplayer of Halo 5, then people would think, oh, 343 is actually, like, really good. But the problem is e- every, every time they release a game, even with Master Chief Collection, there's one, like, super glaring issue. So I just think they just need to, like, combine everything and finally release a game that, like, there's no glaring issue. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Alright, so uh, any other final thoughts? We'll, uh, we'll move on to some of the other one questions. One quick
2: one from me, sure. which is that as much as we all talk about the base multiplayer and the base campaign, depending on how they do Forge in a creative mode, that'll probably mm-hmm. end up being the biggest thing for not Halo fans to make the game far bigger than it could be otherwise. Because yeah. my kids yeah. barely yeah. play Fortnite Battle Royale. They play Fortnite creative mode. and all Same the with my son. Minecraft. Yeah, Roblox, yeah. Fortnite, Like everything... Ends up coming back to how can I goof off and have fun with just my friends because this battle royale is driving me crazy because it's so hard to win. So, when you have creative mode, it really adds to helping make something very popular. Doesn't might not matter that much for us as older guys who really love campaigns and multiplayer. Oh, these kids today, (laughs) that way it will help their long term plans for adding content and keeping supporting the game.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Jesse, actually, that's a really good point, and, and one of the reasons I didn't mention too much about that, I think that's going to be a pretty big topic on some of our upcoming shows, especially mm-hmm. when we can incorporate, uh, incorporate uh, Sick into the uh, conversation oh, there. Oh, yes,
2: he is going to be our he's to be <laughs> Mr. Forge for us. So,
0: yeah, I don't want to go too that far down there, but I agree with you. I, I think that is probably one of the, um, the wild cards or one of the most o- o- underrated aspects of Of what's going to be coming up and and one of the more important things so it's gonna be exciting to see how they innovate there but uh so i think the good good answers to that question let's move on to j next gen es Uh, i wonder if we can play mouse and keyboard on series x with halo infinite i don't know that they've
2: confirmed
0: either way they they?
2: haven't but they've put it into the console version of master chief collection yeah which makes it feel like a test bed where yeah Yeah. that probably would be something and they'll do the modern warfare you can set if you want to play with other people with anything or if you only want to play with a controller.
3: Hey, OBM, we actually missed a question um, from Mort. It was uh, we were talking about using cams. And he asked if uh, if we can use the baby cam.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. our faces aren't ready. And then (laughs) yes, uh, uh, Proven will use the baby cam. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, Probably sound better. but um, but yeah, so for the, the mouse and keyboard, I think we would expect it. Uh, like you guys already said it, it, even in the PC version, you can choose a toggle between um, the controller and the mouse and keyboard. So hopefully that hopefully like that even allows, it, they can hopefully monitor cheaters, uh, but allow us to be cross play with PC guys, our PC friends that uh, are using controllers. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, everything with MCC is kind of a test bed, and and it seems like they're building in that ability to filter out um, between gamepad and, and keyboard and mouse on console already. Yeah, they've got so it they in CSC, it so, in a new one. Yeah.
2: And, and plus their anti-cheat's pretty good. I haven't heard any near, near as many complaints as I have with a lot of games on PC.
5: Yeah.
0: All right, so let's see. What is the next question we got here? I think Um, it's.
2: I mean, pineapple and pizza. Yes.
3: Well,
1: (laughs) if it's if it's barbecue, this is
2: mostly
0: people complaining about your gameplay here, Mike. Let me get past all that. Yeah, I don't get (laughs) that.
1: It's this the next question? I'm a freaking pro in this. Um, Uh, It says, "Do you feel the
0: team going back to going back and understanding what Halo Halo was trying to be with the OG trilogy is something that was missing from four development I think, I think we just yeah like i think we talked oh, about and, that some, but go ahead and, oh, and elaborate Michael.
2: jesse and so whenever this happens with their questions in the uh the main podcast nick will go i think we covered that yes. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right do you want to add anything to what we said before on that
2: no i, I think that they're, they're definitely and, and i know mike thinks i'm paying that i'm saying they're paying lip service and i'm not i'm saying i think They are making it clear that they understand what people want while making a new evolution of what Halo can be. So it's like we want to touch on things that we think really matter fundamentally while giving them a modern twist in a way we can thanks to newer hardware and these ideas and this time that we have. So, yeah, I think it's a huge part of going back more than four and especially five's campaign did.
1: I mean it, kinda like what Je- I think Jesse said earlier about just being able to go around in an open world or open in hub area. I mean it's
2: it's that ideal of what we wanted in C E when we played it. Yeah. More of we wanted bigger areas that we could really explore and find like children. the Halo level.
1: <laughs> Literally the Halo level. Mm-hmm. You you take that but with modern hardware and
2: You can go off the ring. That alone is something I always wanted in the Halo game, where it's like, I'm on this ring and it's enormous, but now this, in, with this one, okay, there's a big chunk missing. I can just fall off into space or knock someone off, like just, just simple things that long-term Halo fans always wanted, but we never got. Yeah.
0: And again, you know, and we touched on this a bunch of times already, so I won't repeat too much of it, but it it does sound like they're, they're moving forward. It's not going to be exactly the, the, the classic gameplay, but it is going to be made with the understanding of what the classic gameplay great. So, and I think that's really their only chance if they're going to try to thread this needle, it's, uh, it's, it's, and then, you know, it's not a task that uh, any of us, um, Well, thinks that thinks is going to be easy. So, uh, so I I, I do think they had the right mindset going through that. And uh, all right, so I think that we kind of covered that one pretty well. Let's go on to Jay Next Gen's question. He says, "What game mode would you like to see return in Infinite Warzone Invasion? uh, For example."
1: Well, he he actually asked another question before that.
0: Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I got distracted by your gameplay again. Uh, what would you <laughs> want from expanded media to be in Halo Infinite, uh, to, to be in Halo Infinite, character story, etc.?
2: Yeah, some of the Halo Wars 2 stuff would be really cool. They're, they're bringing in the main antagonists from that, so if there's at some point something happens with the Cutter and his crew, I don't expect it with how it's, it's more of like a solo chief finding people story, though it could at some point, I think pull in more of that stuff. And hopefully they introduce them well, because, you know, Halo Wars 2 was decently successful, but it's, it's definitely something you would need to have a good intro for.
0: Yeah. Um, Agreed. I, I think for me, like with the expanded stuff, uh, we, we've talked about this in previous shows too, but, you know, there's a lot of underdeveloped characters. So either they, they develop them or they kill them off, uh, which I think there's just really going to be some opportunity to to just do more to, to develop some of these you other take Roland
2: in from Infinity. And you take the AI from the Halo Wars Two ship, and you make them kiss.
0: You know what I do want to see. So we we all listen to the um, what, what was that? What do you say, Mike? You trying? No, no, to- I'm
1: just I'm trying to hold back my laughter. Go on. I'm sorry. Go on. I'm trying not to. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So,
0: <laughs> so you remember the uh, what was the podcast that that led up to the release of Halo Five? The story one. The um,
2: oh, podcast. Discover uh, the truth or whatever. it was. Discover.
0: I would love for them to to do something with that, because that was actually a really, really neat story. I don't hunt know what truth. you did with that. Yeah, hunt the truth. So like just bringing in some something that ties into that in a, in an interesting way. there There is a really cool expanded universe, and I think part of the complaints always been that it that it, a lot of it exists kind of on its own. So I think fleshing some of it out in terms of games, in terms of spinoffs would be would be a neat opportunity with the DLC in the future. What um, oh, go
1: ahead. What what I'd like to with the expanded stuff is um, give it proper context or explanation for people that haven't read everything. You know, like I don't mind them. You know, one of one of my issues, and I think a lot of other people that I've seen complaints on the internet was that they uh, in the past have relied too much on the expanded fiction. And and I get that like you want people to be completely absorbed in your universe and you want to sell books. Basically, really let's be honest, that's what it comes down to. They they want people to buy into this expanded merchandise. And that that's fine and dandy, but it shouldn't come at the cost of the people that play the game like completely understanding what is what. And so I I like the idea of them incorporating stuff of the expanded fiction. I just want there to be an actual proper like backstory explanation for things that for people that haven't read all the books. Because, you know, like with Halo 4, I I had to go to a wiki to to know like what the hell is uh what's the other Didact? The um there's the rudder. yeah, Yeah, ISO. Because I'm seeing people Question on forums: Is this the real didact or the ISO didact? And I'm like, what? Like what? 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 And then you know the librarian and the relation. Like it just. And I know some of that is explained in in the um, in the terminal in the terminals. But like,
2: one you can miss those, and plus people just don't want to watch them sometimes. Well, and and I I
1: don't mind watching them. I like watching them. I, I love it. I love absorbing everything when it comes to the universe. I just I don't want to have to go to a wiki to get the the real details, and it just I, one of the, one of the there there is kind of a uh, you know like Halo CE does have a strength in the terms of less is more, and Halo Two they they greatly expanded the universe, but they didn't really alienate anyone that just played the games. You 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 right, were still able to follow along. If they also you,
3: had a longer campaign, and, and they didn't yeah. rely on... Term, like Halo 3's biggest fault, in my opinion, was that they tried to start introducing some of that stuff in the terminals, but it was so vague. Oh, yeah. And if you didn't read the books, you didn't know a damn thing. At least in Halo 4, you didn't have to read the books. If you watched the terminal videos, you kind of got the gist of of the forerunner. You got the gist of the librarian and the didact. With
0: if, you found, if, right, found if you, on you on found
3: the them screen. all. Right, like that's what I'm saying. Like Halo Two, I think did the best at bringing in additional lore and making it mandatory. You know, that's yeah. that's really the only way to to get those elements across is to make that content mandatory, so that you don't have to hunt. Like, if you want to get additional side character side character pieces or you know backstory and things like that, you can still find those terminals. But Two did it the best in terms of making you understand what was happening in reach and, and to, to some extent did the same, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that they kind of go back to that level um, where, where the, the terminals are supplementary but meaningful, not in the way that threes were. I mean, because threes were meaningful if you knew the other content, but they need to be meaningful without having that, like they need to provide that context there. So you don't have to go to a wiki. So you don't have to read the books. Um, I, I think if that's kind of what you're trying to say, Mike, that I totally agree. And I hope that they bring in. You know, obviously, my my biggest thing was I was hoping they'd bring in Atriox, and obviously they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and, and
1: the primordial. And to be but clear, I, that's think- not.
0: I think what he was asking too, though, so as they do this, so I think we all kind of agree with that aspect, but like in terms of like, is there any particular like um, side stories that you'd want them to focus on or expanded universe things that you'd like to see in future DLCs? Like characters.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was saying the primordial, I mean that, that yeah. in, in the, the banished and how they intertwine with, because we're going to get the flood again because yeah. of the events of halo wars 2 which is part of that expanded universe like that is what i've been wanting to see and, and it's perfect that we're going to get it and i'm hoping that we get some of the, the primordial um,
1: that's cool. what i'm actually hoping that they dive into like i wonder how they're going to handle that you know the stuff like the palace of pain the primordial yeah, yeah. stuff like that <laughs> it's like really exciting it's are they going to make that a uh, a critical part of the main campaign, or are they going to make that a side thing, or are they going to keep that stuff for like expansions? I mean, they, I think
3: they would have to because of what happens in the uh Awakening the Nightmare DLC in Halo Wars 2.
1: Wait, they yeah. would have to what I said, like three things
3: <laughs> uh, that the, they would have to that the primordial, the, the flood, all that Palace of Pain as well intertwines into those elements so i think they'd have to make it part of um part the, of the, the, the main campaign, campaign.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing like we know that there's going to be the flood in in infinite there there has to be i mean that that teaser pretty much guaranteed it I, I just um i don't know like there's there's a lot of exciting possibilities there when it comes to the expanded fiction i, I would like buck to come back but i know that's not possible he's he's married yeah he 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 settled down and what is he like on a ranch or something now but I he mean, was trisha helfer i mean come on
0: are you saying he can't uh he can't come back from that i mean they they flipped the universe um you know all the damn time he can come yeah, back from they being... can bring
2: people back but that was definitely uh we're breaking up osiris because this is just going to be cheap moving forward in the games
0: okay well, we'll see.
1: And Nathan uh, Fillion was too expensive. I, I'm just a Nathan uh, Fillion fan, so I'm not gonna even. Yeah. I'm not gonna even hide that.
5: At
0: least no, they he's not tell him
2: like they did in Destiny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wah, that, wah. So, it,
0: so they always have the option to bring him back. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll get. We'll have to move on here and uh once again chat, we, appreciate, we appreciate these questions and we appreciate the fact that you're giving mike shit for uh playing, <laughs> playing. for playing <laughs> um next time we have uh gameplay footage of mike while well, we should just have like some circus music in the back hey
3: didn't we record all that god i were playing odst with him and he was just like going the opposite way every time i like should to explore
0: <laughs> This is not a it's not an open world game, Mike. All right, so yeah, let's uh, move on to the next question. Yeah. Bald, <laughs> I like that bald, bald move, Mike.
1: I know, uh, I know. <laughs> it, more, it took me everything. That's another one of those things that came by. that took everything in me not to laugh. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well played. We've got so some. Says, um, you...
2: We've got a question on the Xbox Era forums.
1: Oh got We got, a, we got uh, from Twitter too. But okay. did did we want to finish out the chat real quick, or do we want to move on to? Yeah,
0: let's do that. Let's get let's get through these chat ones. So uh, he says, "Will there be, or let's see, what game mode would you like to see return in the Infinite Warzone or Invasion, for example? Uh, anything, anything that was that was Infinite uh, specific that you want to see back? That's not part of the core Halo, or I'm sorry, Halo
5: Five
1: Invasion." I'd like to see them do another take on that. That was the reach mode, right? That yep. was yeah. I would yep. love for them to. See... I mean, granted, we already know that's not going to happen at launch, at least because elites aren't in the multiplayer. But if if they did bring back elites, I would really like to see them. And I think I we mentioned or I mentioned this in a previous Halo or Halo in a previous podcast. Um, you know, uh, Halo or Killzone Two's Warzone, I think it was called it would be an excellent take that kind of concept and expand it you know like take advantage of today's hardware and just make this competitive type uh elite versus spartan but have like objectives that are more complex than sitting within a bubble until a bar fills up like
0: yeah, I I might be in a minority here. I mean, outside of the core modes, you know, your big team battles, your arena stuff, I am I'm looking forward to them taking this tech, you know, taking the new technology and, and um, mm-hmm. well, and I guess there's going to be some limitations with the uh, the Xbox One initially, but I do want to see them uh, well, especially with the, with some of the cloud options that I have, like that where they can you know offload some of the stuff. I want to just see them take some chances, um, try to try to be innovative again. And I, and we've heard inklings that they will be. So I'm not really stuck on Warzone. I feel like Warzone was a good concept. Uh, but it's not something that in its current form needs to stay. It might be something that they could, you know, use to take some, you know, some takeaways, right. In terms of like using NPCs and stuff and game modes. Uh, but I, in general, Outside of the the core stuff, and I spend most of my time doing four v four, and then occasionally I'll get in you know in, in the just in the forge stuff. But uh, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing what n- new things they can come up with. And there is new technologies, even like I said, even playing off Xbox ones. That there's there's new things they can do with the the cloud. So that's where I'm at on that. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to add on that one before we? kind of move to some other questions
3: yeah uh i mean i mean i'm a i agree with mike i've i've, I've always loved invasion even though it was you know now it's pretty simplistic i'd love to return uh, like an evolved w- version of that but i'm a huge sucker for firefight so yeah if we can get, oh yeah yeah if we can get a war zone firefight or something i just assume um, that
1: would have returned <laughs> yeah i, I, I hope so
3: i hope it's so. pretty pretty,
0: cool. pretty core now
3: yeah and i have to interject too um you know you're saying about the Xbox 1. Nor if they cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, that ship has sailed. So I'm just I mean they, they are
1: going to I, I do wonder what they're going to add or what how it's going to evolve when they do eventually sunset Xbox 1 support because that is going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's
3: going to be like um uh, the Destiny uh One, Iron Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be like that all over again, which is fine. And, that,
0: and, and that's fine. You can have modes that are just only available to you when yep. you, you know. I mean, heck, uh, there's modes that are only available to us because Sony M- Money Hats, the other one. So yep. uh, <laughs> so we can oh. deal with Xbox One can, owners can, you know, deal with that if they still have it uh, a couple <laughs> years you <know>? Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Will there be any DLC in the future? If so, will it include new armor sets, campaign modes? I think, yeah, I'd say yes to almost everything.
2: Without a doubt.
1: I mean, they already, outside of the species, I think they already, uh, they didn't confirm the campaign, but that's almost a given. They're not going to have the same campaign for, I guess, 10 years. Um, Right. But yeah, everything else is pretty much already confirmed, I would say. And
0: and that wouldn't be totally, I mean, if you're talking over 10 years, I wouldn't be shocked if a species entered it either but that's probably oh, the only yeah qual- yeah you know that's probably the only questionable one on there but
2: well, and they uh, talked yeah. about um how the system was made was so they could add more content more quickly without having baked in lighting yeah. and all these things that take forever to render yeah it's it's about quickly iterating and, and getting new stuff in both you know content wise and graphically for adding in skins and you know they, they probably get an entire long plan of seasons and adding everything in for that. So, yeah, yeah
3: as far as content is concerned, it's... it's
2: going to be a living game. Yep.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, I think we all agree there. So, let's, uh, we had a question from the forum. It says, How do you guys feel about adding some light RTS gameplay to the campaign with what's been said and seen of the campaign? It seems like there will be a bit of finding missing personnel and lost assets. I would love to be able to have a hand in how those assets are deployed on the battlefield before a mission not every mission but uh uh, it cuts off here but maybe hold on
2: (laughs) ready to cut off for you i've got it open
0: okay yeah go ahead and read the rest of it
2: it's like not every mission maybe for the raids they've mentioned and strictly for the planning phase not as much as i love brutal legend the rts part was messy and slowed down the gameplay is this bridge too far, or can Halo benefit from giving the player this much control over how a combat scenario plays out? That question came from Yellow Tango.
3: Hmm. Uh, extremely uh,
2: light, yeah. I would say extremely light RPG stuff. Not anything where you're like going to a different camera. But yeah, go ahead.
3: Oh uh, yeah, I was going to say what? What was that new game from that was that was killed like three months after it came out from one of the original. Um disintegration. Creators. Yes, disintegration. Hard pass. Um, yeah. I, I think I think every Halo major Halo fan like when like you and I play Halo Wars Jesse, yeah, but most Halo fans don't. And I think that trying to switch the genre mid game I think is is a bad idea. Well I,
2: I think Something I get what he's like maybe like maybe a, a few choices for a combat scenario. Like, uh, do you what you type of like vehicle do you You mean like commanding want?
1: your team I mean. to go over here, like you did in Halo? Well, I, I I took that as like because there's going to be moments in the campaign where you have to rescue uh, troops, right? I took his idea as you can send those troops to uh, yeah. liberate or free a outpost, for example. I if that's what he's talking about, I'm I can't really say I'm still a fan. Like it, the, the most, the, the furthest that I would like for them to take it is, so they, they already talked about how you're able to, I guess, uh, un- unlock or liberate outposts and stuff that are taken over by the Fallen. And then let banished. those, or ba- the banished. thank you. Um, but let those Marines, I guess, post up at, at those outposts and then give me the option to say, follow me. Or stay here. Outside of that, I don't really know if that fits Halo. And the only reason yeah. I, I even think that the follow me or stay here thing uh, fits is because you look at, you know, uh, like older Halo games or even newer ones where they jump in your vehicle. You know, like that, <laughs> that, that's kind of the next evolution that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, I just think they need to, to have good. I think it just needs to have good AI and, and that's yeah. it because honestly, it, it sounds good and and, and and I know where he's probably going to because there is times where you're playing the game, uh, you know, and even in the classics that we all love on Legendary, they, you know, your AI just does dumb shit. It takes
1: nine <laughs> years to enter a vehicle
0: yeah or yeah, you're just like you know, you know hey i'm I'm trying to keep my my crew alive. why don't you guys just stand back there and let me take this so you guys can stay alive so this mission isn't all a waste because you're all dead by the time I rescue you um you know like yeah, so I get that, but at the same time, really it, for it to be intuitive and and fun, you really don't want to have have to think about that. I think they just need to make the AI good enough that you don't feel like
3: you need you don't think that. about it, yeah, yeah
0: that's, that's really all it is i, yeah. I, I I get what he's saying, though. You know, yeah. It's, sometimes it'd be you feel like it'd be nice to be able to give them some command or say, "Go over here and distract these guys," while I, you know, go over here and, you know, I don't know, um, try to try to circle them or, you know, flank them or something like that. But uh, but at, at the end of the day, I, I, one of the things is, is I, I think you want to try to limit the amount of of
1: babysitting. You know,
0: yeah, just the just the overall things you're doing, you know,
3: just to, You don't want to be work. the third player that gets the the buck AI driving you down the highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or won't
1: shoot even though he's in the gunner seat or the yeah. the turret. <laughs>
3: Not referencing anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that ODST section is awful near the end. That was that. That almost did ruin the game. But, anyways, yeah. So that's kind of my answer on that. Uh, let's see. Did we have any other questions? You said you had one from Twitter as well.
1: Yeah, um, I posted it in the. Uh-huh. So it's I can I can pull it up real quick and, and read it out. So uh, Anthony Suker hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, says, "How much do you think Halo Infinite will dip into the Halo Wars 2 storyline?" Will we see Captain Cutter and company and and fighting alongside them? Or, or are we going to be sticking with the Halo 5 storyline and trying to stop Cortana? Bit of both. Keep up the good work, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I would
3: say we're probably... The only parts of Halo Wars 2 story that we're going to get are the Banished. I don't think any of those other characters are going to come, at least not in the... the you know, vanilla experience.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to try to keep it simple for now.
1: I, I mean, I think they are going to reference, if not directly tie in. Well, no, we know Cortana is t- directly tied in because he's she's in the trailers. So, right, but that's not Halo Wars two stuff. I mean, that's well, I know, but that, I'm going based on his question because he's talking about are we just going to stick with Halo Five storyline and trying to stop Cortana? So, I, basically, I'm saying yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. It's going to be like like you said. It's not going to be so much halo wars 2 mostly cortana's thing and then ban- the banished
0: uh you know one one question i did miss i think this would be a quick one he says do you think areas might be something like in outriders i would say no
2: <laughs> no they'll be it's metro exodus is what you should think of if you're thinking yeah
0: about yeah yeah show. and i don't even think that i mean we'll we'll, we'll get an idea here oh,
2: they're going to be bigger i think and they're going to be more Vertical, I, I think overall they'll be much better than ex- my thought Metro yeah. Exodus is areas where actually kind of crappy, really hard to see where you're going or what to do, the map sucked, but that style of hubbed off open world where yeah. you're jumping between areas. I think Outriders is very 360 PS4. Yeah. yeah, very level-based.
0: I mean, Outriders is a really fun game, but it is a 360 game at <laughs> its core. Like, almost it everything. It's really
2: fun. It's the top of, rung of the B tier.
0: Yeah, it's it's, but yeah, it's definitely not on that level. I, I'm actually thinking, you know, and they've already, just, I think, described this a little bit in some of the updates, but I think, you know, what you saw in Silent Cartographers probably... What you should be kind of picturing uh except just taken to another level so you know with more verticality wider levels but that's what you should be thinking of like just kind of going inside and outside of things it does feel connected yet it's not going to be uh, a fully open world game so it's going to be some you know obviously some wide rails on what you're you know running through but i that's that's my impression of how the game's going to be laid out but um they haven't been super specific on it, but I do remember them mentioning something about the silent cartographer having some different paths you could choose. You know that Those things have been, been a focus in some of the recent updates.
2: If you called me crazy, I'd think you were describing Metro Exodus. No.
0: The Metro. Those open areas of Metro Exodus were not very good. So Wait,
2: not, I, I think the key I'm difference is the, the concept of it, where you've got bespoke areas within a section of a map in like each area is like its own small open world map very small compared to something like assassin's creed or whatnot
1: yeah each a separate sandbox i mean it's it's two sides of the same coin i i i think the the key difference between something like metro exodus and the silent cartographer is the design of the objectives and and i get what you're saying jesse that because that's that's the one key area that i really hope Halo Infinite does a lot better than Exodus in, in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, the side stuff in Exodus was just very simplistic. I have uh, found
2: Teddy Bear girl. Yes,
1: that's you. exactly the mission I was thinking of. It's very, it's like a <laughs> literally a, a fetch quest. And I'm and hoping. They tied
2: the ending into where you had to do all these fetch quests in really boring areas or else you got the shitty ending. What?
1: Oh, yep. I didn't beat the. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the no moral time system time. that's in all of them, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I, I guess now I know. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> so. But yeah, like that's and and I'm not gonna lie, it is kind of concerning. Where in the demo we did see a um, uh, I I'm assuming it's a side thing where it was like what assassinate uh, um, a Promethean knight or something, like. I'm hoping stuff like that isn't so dry or, I guess, watered down, for lack of better expression, than just go here and kill this knight.
2: Yeah, with those side things, I am really wondering, when you're in each area and you've got a hub, it really sounds like you're going to have some sort of hub for that area where the pilot is or maybe eventually Cortana and, like, your base for each area. Doing the side stuff, does that unlock you being able to do... I get these weapons in my hub. I get these vehicles in my hub. I've got like some very light RPG stuff that hasn't really ever been in Halo before because they have this, my open world, like open areas. And a a reason to do those side things would be to get more um, resources for following the main path.
1: Do you want that? Yes, absolutely. Uh Any
2: reason that gives me more reason to play the, the Halo campaign outside of just the the golden path because if you don't want that you can just go and play the main missions they've said that but yeah i want yeah the option it's going to be side stuff, stuff.
1: I, yeah, i'm, I'm fine with that like, my only concern is i hope that doesn't dilute the design of the main stuff yeah
2: yeah like that, if, that if they can definitely not wanting that they want they they build this, these big areas but then when you go into a mission you're on a halo mission they they have said they wanted that feeling. So yeah do do they hit on that or not?
3: Yeah yeah. Hey guys, we also had one more question from the forum. Okay. Uh, Too late. From <laughs> this is actually the first question that we got. It was from two hours ago. So Bigzy uh, <laughs> oh. Bigzy Big asked. Uh, I have one for the podcast. When I read about Halo Infinite, I personally don't see much mention about firefight. Uh, my question, therefore, is: Do you think it will be in the game? And if so, what changes improvements would you like to see? As always, keep up the great work. Um, thanks, Maisie. Um We kind of touched on this already with, I think we all are at least hoping that Firefight will be in the in Infinite, um, but what changes or improvements would you guys like to see? I mean, that's that's the key difference here, I think, in this question. I think
2: being able to make your own Firefight in Forge. Is yeah. Definite. That really has read to me what the changes to Forge sound like, are being able to make modes like Firefight.
1: Yeah. Uh, Am I the only one here that th- thought? Um... Yes, well, <laughs> probably. Oh, okay, <laughs> I mean, um, you're alone in
2: your house, so I just... <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, am I? I, I thought Actually, fire. I'm there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the calls are coming from inside the house. All right, keep
1: going. Thanks. Um, I thought firefight was better in Odst than it was in Reach. I agree. It was.
2: I,
3: agree. And, I and, think ODST is the best firefight.
1: Uh, yeah, and and I don't know if that was a less is more thing. I don't know if that was the fact that it was too easy in Reach or that you know um, I I don't I think initially every mode in Reach Firefight had an ending, whereas ODST kind of um, appealed to that arcade mentality, that classic That's- arcade mentality. Where you yeah. you're just getting the highest score or the highest level, um, so you know it. Basically,
0: I, I want I want a Halo version of like a, a Halo Geometry Wars mashup. You just keep playing until you can't play anymore. Yeah, like, you know, like
1: and give the yeah. option for that because Reach yeah. eventually gave that option, but it still never f- felt the same or was as fun.
3: Right, because you were a Spartan, whereas when you were an ODST, you were so fragile and. And just, you know, when you'd have those bonus rounds, when they throw grunts at you, like it was actually dangerous. Like (laughs) that's like that kind of like what what OBM was saying, like, just imagine where it's just in like, especially with the new horsepower, just imagine more and more, uh, you know. And they throw at, you at, the time, at the same time. Yeah. eventually,
0: <laughs> eventually, it's going to look just like you. I mean, you're you just going to be trying to like weave, weave <laughs> so, in yeah. and out of we'll those guys. they a
2: grunt birthday party on. You get like a couple of headshots, and your entire screen is confetti.
1: Did they ever do that in Reach? Where they just rain down a, a boatload of grunts on you?
2: Yeah, they there I was mean, an entire firefight mode called Gruntpocalypse, which yeah. is the one I played the far. Uh-oh. By far the most, which was nothing but grunts, and nothing but Grunt Birthday party, and I played for hours nonstop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I do hope they bring that back, and that that's really was one of the most disappointing aspects of Halo Five's multiplayer, is the firefight. I, I I don't care for um, Warzone. Well, and and I guess also you had you mixing all the wrecks and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't care. Yeah, Warzone firefight could be beast.
0: very fun. Yeah, but it
2: was I'd, very. Very, you die in a split second if they look at you because there's eight of you, and yep. you just have yep. to keep calling out vehicles or else you're I, just gonna die.
0: those
1: are too damn big.
0: Yeah, just yeah. I want four players. You know, just get crazy in an
1: arena. Yeah, yeah. Warzone, yeah, yeah Warzone was fine, but it was no replacement to Firefight. Now, if we got Gives both, that'd have, be cool. But Firefight's yeah, better.
2: What yeah. if they had a new mode called Left for Flood? And it was four Spartans, and you're trying to survive the oh flood okay. with no iron. <laughs> <laughs> no, just
1: what? What? <laughs> you might as well be O.D.S.T. Fight. Then.
2: No, but you're still super strong, so you can punch them, <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. guys, was that all the questions?
5: Uh... We are,
0: we are now at two hours. Holy crap! Uh, for
2: a week with no news, so.
0: Um, it's
2: like we like talking about this game or something.
0: I know, I know. Um, all right, well, it's been two hours, and I think it's time for us to try to wrap up the show. Uh, I, so next next show is going to be in line with the monthly
2: update. So looking about forward to that. PC. is it? Is that what yeah. it's going to be about? Yeah, PC version, Talking about that, so it should be re-approval.
1: I'm oh. looking forward to it. I
2: don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have one in May with E3 so close, but we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, probably.
0: All right. Well, yeah, Uh, next week's show will be a lot more focused. It'll be
2: uh, two weeks from now.
0: Two weeks, that's what I mean. Yeah, in two weeks, uh, we'll have a much more focused show. Appreciate all the questions and the interaction from the chat. By the way, I think I uh, rudely forgot to mention all the people that were sending us questions. So thanks to J Next Gen. Thanks to you got uh, Jackson Mortang. Yeah. So anyways, if I missed your name, I do apologize. Uh, anyways, um, so thanks for joining us and sticking with us for this for the two-hour Halo podcast.
2: And, and the chances are we might be on video next time. Yeah. Here's hoping. My faith is to be more ready. We'll which also to. might be the 29th if the blog post goes up and we're able to do it that night.
1: Okay. Hell yeah.
0: All right. Up, uh, We don't have Sol. He's usually our closer. <laughs> Who wants to be our closer today?
3: Sure. Um, as always, thanks for everybody for listening. Um, like, subscribe, um, we do have a Patreon page um, that's part of our Xbox Era parent, um, so please uh, take a look at that if you'd like to. If you like what we do, and you'd like to to help us out, um, we always look forward to it. And uh, thanks as always. Uh, this has been you had me at Halo.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.